welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Let's welcome Justin as he comes up to share this morning. Cool, hello, nice to see you. I didn't think of you once. <laughs> nah. nah, I did at times. Um, good to see you. Um, yeah, when we were at Bethel, people were asking, how's Echo going? I'm like, yeah, it's good. Um, so, how you doing? <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. Um, we're relaxing. But it's, um, yeah, it was a really good time. So, uh, yeah, just amazing special family time. Um, yeah, special um, memories and experiences and, yeah, just great. Um, took a lot of planning. A lot of, I think we booked our flight like 270 days before we left. So there was lots of planning and, um, and uh, wisdom and it was just, yeah, it was great. And then when you get there, you don't have to worry about a thing. So that, that was really fun and great. And I, I've, um, I've, it's taken me two days to say to Lee, we really should plan another holiday. Um, <laughs> true story. But, um, but I love what Seth Dahl says. He says... Um, it's a really good idea to build a life that you don't need a holiday yeah. from. Um, now that's, that's great for the guy who's just been on a four-week holiday to say. Um, but the, the principle of it, I think, is good. Because um, there's a dysfunctional side to need a holiday, but it's wisdom to need a holiday. So there's a tension in there. Um, but to build a life where you actually... Um, prioritise health and wholeness and rest and a, and a life of peace while still doing kingdom work and being a great parent and friend and neighbour, I think it's really important. So prioritising it holistically your life because you are body, soul and spirit and we can't just worry about our body and our spirit. So um, it's just a good idea to plan your life at the start of the year and have a family meeting and go, how are we going to do kingdom? How are we going to host his presence in our home? So it's not just at kids' church and at church. How are we going to experience the Lord in our home? How are we going to see our friends meet Jesus? How, how are we going to grow and learn with their schooling? How are we going to have time off? How are we going to have rest time? How are we going to do that hobby and that passion that I love doing but I just haven't for 10 years or five years because I just don't have time? I think it's just a really good idea to plan well so we last because there's things in you that you're not doing but you want to do but maybe a little family meeting could see that happen. Just a thought. So, um, So that's been us just over the last couple of years just... You know, building some external structures around our life to, to, to last and to discover a whole bunch of stuff about me and about us and how it all works. So just encourage you with that. This was a really special, great time um, and it just re-emphasised the fact that we need to look after ourselves, all of us, because we're body, soul and spirit. Is that okay? Um, yeah, so one thing about me is everything's got to be perfect. Um, which I'm learning to manage. Um, so when we search hotel rooms, I'm not interested in a mountain view room. I want an ocean view room. I, I'm not interested in a city view room. 
And they're always more expensive, so Pav Lover Box, thanks. Um, <laughs> more Pavs, nah. Uh, more Pavs for Ocean View. Um, but, but the, yeah, there's, there's, for me, like, what I see and what I experience, I want the best. Um, it's an issue. Oh, don't worry, it is an issue that I'm trying to manage um, and learning about the strength, leaning into the strengths of it and then trying to flick off the, the no good parts. But I just found that on the holiday, like just at times, I was, the, the seeing him rightly, it's just, it, it hasn't gone away. And it's been crossing over into the holiday and, and, and all different parts of it about seeing certain things and what do I want to look at, what do I want to see, what do I want to gaze on, focus on, lock into. What, what do I, I don't want to stare at a basement car park. I want to look at the ocean. Like that's pleasurable and it's nice. And I've been just thinking about seeing and perspective and seeing him rightly. And I'm coming to the conclusion more and more and more that there's nothing more important than seeing Jesus rightly. Because if, if we see Jesus rightly, we see ourselves rightly and if we see ourselves rightly we see everyone else rightly rightly meaning like Paul says not through a limited human perspective based on what they say or do but who they are because honor doesn't stumble over what a person is not it celebrates the gold in which they are so the perspective thing for me, I just saw it all through the holiday, which was cool. Um, we went to the baseball, which was great. I booked it before we left. Um, we had days at Disneyland and then off days to rest because you do about 10 miles, 16 k's a day, which I didn't think you did, but apparently you do. Um, oh, Disneyland was a scene. Too many people in there, that's for sure. Um, I don't know why they're letting so many people in. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but we had off days... And um, during the off day, I thought, oh, okay, let's go to the baseball. So that's great. We went to a Los Angeles Angels baseball. Let's go, Angels. The kids were chanting. Um, and I booked the tickets before we left. And again, if it was just up to me, I would have bought front row seats and paid the money. But I'm a good steward of our finances. <laughs> um, and so I booked, fr- but I got, I got StubHub. I got front row at the top. So that's good, front row at the top, because you're on the level and the kids are looking. Good perspective. Anyway, so the kids are loving it. We're getting, we're, we ate pretty horribly. Um, and uh, we're getting hot dogs and we're having nacho hats and, and just it's the, food, the food scene is a scene in America. It's, there's no reason why. Anyway, the, 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 there's reasons. It's obvious. It's ridiculous. The food is wild. I mean, the amount of cheese they pour onto this nacho bowl baseball hat is like, it is absolutely ridiculous. So we're up there watching and it's amazing and the kids are getting into it and we're, we're teaching them about the, the um, running around. The, yeah, I know lots about baseball. Um, and, uh, and they're getting into it. 
And I, didn't, I don't normally last more than three innings. I just like the first part of the experience, and then we go home. Lee loves it because she gets right into it. I think we lasted till the eighth innings, Hill, when we went. Not you and I, but a team of us went over in 2016 to the baseball from here. We went to Bethel, and, and, um, and, and I was cooked after three innings. I'm like, I'm bored. I want something else. That's Justin. All right, let's do something. But the kids loved it. So we went down because um, when we went to a Boston, can I, maybe just do a... I'll just talk and not even preach today. Nah. But um, we were trying to find someone who did face, face painting, right? Because when we went to Boston about 10 years ago, I'm like, oh, Americans just get their face painted. It'd be awesome. So we went to Boston baseball game. I went up to the guy. He's doing face painting. Yeah, I'm going to do it because apparently that's what Americans do. So I've got a big B on my face, massive. From, from there to there, huge B for Boston Red Sox. Only person in the stadium with, with it on my face. <laughs> The only person, to the point that staff were getting photos with me. True story, true story. I'm just sitting there going, far out. Half me enjoyed it, but the other, I'm like, oh, no, this is no good. It's getting annoying now. You want to get a photo with you, mate? Um, anyway, so we're trying to get Jude a full, full like, L or an A on his whole face, because he'd be into it. Uh, Apple doesn't fall far. But, um... <laughs> But they didn't do them anyway. So, so we went down there and we, we got some like little tattoos for the annual certificate. First time at the game, great. Anyway, we went we went down, um, and there's um, guys that have been working there for like 30, 40, 50 years. It's phenomenal, and they're guarding the the gates to the seats. So I went up to him. And I go, hey mate, um, any chance we could come down and sit like near the front? <laughs> um, and he goes come down in the bottom of the seventh. That's the innings, bottom of the seventh. So I said to Lee, hey, we can go down the front. I spoke to um, my, my mate Roy, and he said that we can go down the front. And she's like, oh, I think these seats are great. I said, no, we need perfect seats down the front because I want to see better. So anyway, we went down there, and we all sat like sixth row from the front, right, this incredible experience right at the front where you see, like right behind home plate. And, and I'm, I'm constantly thinking throughout this holiday about seeing Jesus rightly in perspective and seeing. And, and I'm, I'm fascinated and I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of the fact that he's inviting us constantly to see him rightly and get upgrades in seeing, upgrades in perspective. And I love what was said today. I love what's been, in, been encouraging um, us as a church that there is opportunities and invitations to continually grow in how we see him because how we see him affects everything and that was a phenomenal experience and I'm, I'm we're going through all these photos and we got a GoPro with the snorkeling phenomenal and we we took it into mum and dad's and we're watching the the GoPro and the kids under the water and it was just amazing and I'm like cool photos and videos of seeing photos and videos of experiences like why do we take photos and videos it's because of we want to we want to remember and we want to create memories and then I felt this phrase I'm like so we can see what we saw and I'm like we, we take photos and videos so we can remember the memories and the moments and the experiences but more importantly so we can see what we saw and I believe one of the most important things we can do as believers is steward moments. 
is steward moments with the Lord, is steward these moments where we see Him rightly because we do not see Him rightly, all of it, everything about Him at once. So this life that we've been allowed and welcomed into is about seeing Him rightly bit by bit. So the movies and the videos and the photos are so we can see what we saw. And I believe Jesus is saying that we've got to remember and we've got to steward the moments that we see him rightly so we can continue to see what we saw. See, we don't see what we saw we're not actually growing and aware of improvement and, and, and upgrades and now I'm here, I can't go back there because I've seen too much now. And I, and I see him doing that, inviting us into it so that we can see what we saw. Each time we see Jesus rightly, it is an invitation to an upgrade to a new normal. Each time we see Jesus rightly, it's, a, it's an invitation for an upgrade to a new normal where we continually see what we saw. And then we continue on and it manifests throughout our life. And we have an encounter with him and see him rightly. It doesn't have to be here. Most of the time it's not. But then we continually see what we saw and we grow and we live and we lead and we think and we, and we love well and then we see again and then we remind ourselves and we steward, which the word in Greek is to take careful manage of, to nurture, to protect. We protect those moments and what we saw. Is that okay? So good. There is something about seeing and we all have beautiful lenses. Well, I'm not sure you would call a, someone, someone who sees different to you a beautiful lens. Because often that's in conflict. The core values that they carry is seeing something that you don't see because your core values are different. And most of the time when there's conflict and disagreement and a bit of argy-bargy, it's simply because there's two core values bumping into each other. So we all see different. And it's not that they're right or wrong, it's just simply they're wired uniquely to see a certain way that no one else on the planet can see because they're intricately made. They're a masterpiece. And when there's conflict and, and anger and, and, and offence, offence is just simply an invitation for closeness with the Father to see Him rightly, you rightly, and them rightly. Because we're meant to get along. Unity is the goal. Because <laughs> when there's unity, he commands a blessing. That's the purpose of the fivefold. Unity, maturity, growing. Verse 16, healthy, growing, and full of love, the church. But there's something about seeing that he continually wants to see us upgrade in. Genesis 1, and God said a whole bunch of good stuff, and it happened. But at the end of each one... It didn't say, and he nodded that it was good. It said, he saw that it was good. So God said, but he saw. God said, and he looked at it. God said, and he paused and watched and gazed and appreciated and said that it was good. 
he saw that it was good. That's cool. Jesus said that I only do what I see my father doing. There's something about sight. There's something about vision. doesn't matter how, how advanced the photography world gets and cameras and pixels and all that kind of deal. It will not surpass the human eye. Now, there's perversion and, and the enemy gets in and distorts and, and ruins and, and gets in there. So not every eye is perfect, but the design of the Lord is every eye perfect. There's something about seeing. There's something about viewing. There's something about color. There's something about just perspective. God said, but then it says he saw that it was good. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. Why is it? So important to see Jesus rightly because our entire life depends on it. Everything comes from it. Everything. The whole context of life is Jesus. The whole purpose to life is Jesus. There's nothing else more important. Everything else falls into line beautifully when Jesus is our fixation. When Jesus is our obsession. If we see Jesus rightly, we see ourselves rightly. The greatest problem in the world right now is not seeing Jesus rightly. Because if we don't see Jesus rightly, we don't see ourselves rightly. And we get super confused about who we are. And it's getting to a point now in the world where the whole who am I situation is just out of control. And it comes from not seeing Jesus rightly. The Pharisees didn't see Jesus rightly. If they saw him rightly, they would have welcomed him in. It's interesting, isn't it? If, if this is anyone's, please let me know. It was left at our house. Two years ago. Apologies. We've got 24 towels as well. Thank you. But the Pharisees didn't see Jesus rightly. A real bummer. Jesus said this in Matthew 13. How long have I got? Oh, is that it? Oh, oh that's good. Um, Matthew 13. His disciples came to him. Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, Jesus, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. That's cool. But others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. This is a promise for you. To those who listen to my teaching, listening to teaching, the context is actually wanting to apply it before he says it. Not read it and going, maybe. Okay, yeah, I will because I like it. It's actually saying yes before you read it. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. Again, knowledge isn't knowledge, it's experience. It's beyond head, it's heart. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken from them, full on, but true. 
That is why I use parables, for they, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, talking about Pharisees and religious leaders and those that are opposed and aren't humble and don't care and just want to do what they think is right. They're ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear I tell you the truth many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see but they didn't see it and they long to hear what they hear but they didn't hear it. The eyes, there's something about the eyes. There's something about seeing. There's something about taking time to see, to get upgrades in perspective. Matthew 6.22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. I'll pump through a few different translations. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. The eye is a lamp of the body. The eye is a lamp of the body. The lamp of the body is the eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. Yes, stewarding moments where we see him rightly so we can see what we saw. So we can consistently see what we saw. This life is not like a a series where every episode is different. This life is a continual themed storyline through it all. So, Church Lee and Nanda Court Lee and Shops Lee and Holiday Lee is the same person with the same God all through it all. He wants to bring consistency. He wants us to live a life of consistency where we're regularly, continually seeing him rightly and applying that. Because when we do, life works. Life works. I want to read just a little chunk of scripture and then we'll finish. Um, Yeah. Seeing. Hope this is making sense. Thanks. Just kind of winging this one, to be honest. Planned and prepared and prayed. But... um, (laughs) just had too too many thoughts over the last few days um, around this. Um, All right, Hebrews, felt this this morning. Um, Hebrews 12, 1 to 4 in the Passion. You know this translation, but it's in the Passion, so it'll be fresh. Um, That's not the reason I did it, but this is just cool. Uh, This is uh, 12, 1 to 4. As for us, we have all... We have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go 
of every wound that has pierced us and the, and the sin we so easily fall into, then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has been already marked out before us. I'm going to read that one again. As for us, we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then, a result of doing that, then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination because the path has already been marked out for you. Verse 2, we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us, who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3 and 4 to finish. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. After all, I don't really like this verse, but I'll say it. After all, you have not yet reached the point of sweating blood in your opposition to sin. There's some keys in here for us. The context is, is fixing our eyes on Jesus. It is locking into Jesus. It is not graduating from Jesus. No matter where we progress in our communication, expressions and methods as people and a church, we don't graduate from the simplicity of loving Jesus, of having him as the center of it all, to have his words eternally true. We don't graduate from that. It's not cool to not value the Bible. It's not... We don't grow out of these elementary teachings of Christ. We don't grow out of these orthodox theologies that are, uh, are so pivotal in our forming and foundational years as believers. We, we don't go, cool, next. That These beautiful doctrines and, and beliefs about the value of the Bible and the value of prayer and the value of worship and the value of, 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 of hanging out with believers, the value of church and its role in our life and the community's life. These, these things we don't evolve out of. We don't grow f from them and go into something else. They're never not relevant. And, 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 I, and I feel like if we're not taking the time to see Jesus rightly, it's easy to have these beautiful truths just become things we did and we become so familiar to them. But the whole point of seeing Jesus rightly is to see what he sees and to care about what he cares about. 
As for us, we have these witnesses. That's amazing. So we must let go of every wound. If, if the band could jump up, that would be really amazing. Thank you, guys. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us. And, this, and the sin we easily fall into, then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination. There's something about that. It's interesting it doesn't say the sins. It's interesting it doesn't say the, the sins that we so easily fall into. Translators and commentators really lean into this and say the sin, it's talking about a specific sin. It's not just a general generic sins, things we do wrong. It's the sin of unbelief. It's the, the sin of doubt that's contrary to experiencing His promises. It's, con- it's contrary. It, it's, it's a block to seeing Him rightly. It's, it's, it's allowing the stuff and the experience to trump His Word and what He said. But it says it, it's so we easily fall into that because we're, we're so surrounded by what we see, five sense knowledge, not what we see, heavenly perspective. So that's why... It goes down to say, fix your eyes on Jesus. We want to live out this marathon race with passion and determination. So look at Jesus. Lock into Jesus. Set your life up so the only thing that matters is you and Jesus. And then you can see Him rightly. Then you can see yourselves rightly and your family rightly and your life's responsibilities rightly and your job rightly, your career rightly, your work colleagues rightly, your week planning rightly, your month rightly, your year rightly. You can see rightly. And when we see all of these things rightly, life works. There's always stuff, because that's just the promise. (laughs) Jesus said you will have horrible times. That's what he said. But I'm with you. And every time you go through it well with me, you get an upgrade. So that your testimonies break through for others. Because I care about them too. And we're all going through stuff. But when we go through it with him and see him rightly, in the middle of stuff, in the middle of the challenge, in the middle of the waiting, in the middle of the I'm not sure, there's upgrades. If we could stand to our feet, that would be great.